Well, hey there, this is Keith. Listen, before we start the episode today, I just wanted to take a moment and speak directly to anyone who might be listening who's still in the closet. Well, the first thing I want to tell you is that's perfectly okay. Do what is best for you when it is best. Never let anyone else pressure you in this decision. But let's say that you are thinking about coming out, or there's a part of you that really does want to come out, but you want to do so very carefully, very slowly, very strategically, and even very selectively. Well, if that's you, my friend, I've got you covered. I want you to go to the show notes and use a link there to check out my Selective Outage Method digital course. I think you're going to be surprised, and I believe it'll help you as you plan your coming out. All right, let's get on with the podcast. Hello, and welcome to Coffee with Keith. I'm Keith Brown, and I'm so glad that you could join me for this podcast, where my passion in life is to help my LGBTQIA plus Christian family heal their church trauma, and hopefully construct genuine faith. Before we begin, let me just tell you a little bit about me. For the last 30 plus years, I've had the joy of teaching, speaking, and performing as a comedy magician in my in-person events all over the United States. I'm also the published author of fiction and nonfiction books, and one of the greatest joys I've had in life is pastoral counseling, coaching, and mentoring hundreds and hundreds of people over the last 30 plus years. I'm proud of all those things, but can I also tell you, I know what it's like to hurt, and I know what it's like to suffer deep church trauma, specifically around sexual identity, as so many of you obviously have as well. So if that's something that you can buy into and you would like to partner with me as we try to help each other in this journey thing we call life, then you're in the right place. I encourage you to grab a cup of coffee, sit at my table, and let's have a chat. One disclaimer though, please. I am not a medical professional, nor am I a licensed therapist. So if you need either of those services, please do consult a local professional. Otherwise, let's get it started here on Coffee with Keith. Hello, my friend, and welcome to this week's edition of Bible Talks. I'm Keith Brown. So glad you could join me as we continue to take our walk through the book of Acts. The scripture today is about an Ethiopian, and it begins in verse 25 of Acts 8. And I'm going to tell you, I'm going to break this story, this section of scripture, down into two parts, because there's a there's an interesting little part of it that I really want to concentrate briefly, and I'm only going to basically share one major lesson from this today. So uh, I'm going to read it to you. I'm going to stop maybe at a somewhat unusual place, but there's a reason for it, I promise. Okay, so let's begin. This is be, uh, Acts chapter 8, beginning with verse 25, reading from the New American Standard Bible. So when they had solemnly testified and spoken to the word of the Lord, they started back to Jerusalem and were preaching the gospel to many villages of the Samaritans. But an angel of the Lord spoke to Philip, saying, Get up and go south to the road that descends from Jerusalem to Gaza. This is a desert road. So he got up and went. And there was an Ethiopian eunuch, court official of Candace, queen of the Ethiopians, who was in charge of all her treasure, and he had come to Jerusalem to worship. He was returning and sitting in his chariot and was reading the prophet Isaiah. Then the spirit said to Philip, go up and join this chariot. 
Philip ran up and heard him reading Isaiah, the prophet, and said, Do you understand what you are reading? And he said, Well, how could I unless someone guides me? And he invited Philip to come up and sit with him. Now, the passage of scripture which he was reading was this. He was led as a sheep to slaughter, and as a lamb before his shearer in silent. So he does not open his mouth. In humiliation, his judgment was taken away. Who will relate his, his generation? For his life is removed from the earth. The eunuch answered Philip and said, Please tell me, of whom does the prophet say this? Of himself or of someone else? Then Philip opened his mouth, and beginning from the scripture, he preached Jesus to him. It's an interesting story. Philip has just left the preaching and has seen multitudes of people coming to know Jesus. We have just dealt with Simon, the sorcerer, um, and how he is related to what has happened and his greed or his desire for the power and the gifts that were being distributed, uh, being demonstrated by this great disciple of Christ. And on his journey back to Jerusalem, there's a eunuch and a chariot reading the book of Isaiah. And here's where that gets interesting because God, through an angel of the Lord, through a voice, however that technically was done, Philip knew he needed to go chase that chariot. No hesitation, no reservation. In fact, he went expediently up to the chariot. And once he got there, he found the eunuch. Now, we know eunuch is typically a castrated male who was often put in charge of uh, women uh, of power, queens, and other royalty. They were placed in their chambers to protect their treasures. And so this eunuch had, it said, the Bible says, had gone down to Jerusalem to worship. He was a good Jew, I guess, right? And he was coming back, and he was stopped in this chariot, and he was reading the book of Isaiah. When Philip got there, he heard him reading. And the eunuch, for some reason, we don't really know why, but for some reason, he was open to Philip. Maybe there was something the way Philip looked. Maybe it was the smile on his face. Maybe... It was the way he approached. I don't know. We don't know. But the eunuch turned his attention to Philip. And Philip said, do you understand what you're reading there? And of course, the eunuch answers, how am I supposed to know? There's nobody to teach me. There's nobody to lead me through. This is nobody to explain this to me. Obviously, his understanding was limited. And here's where it gets really interesting to me. Philip, it says in the scripture, darted where he was in the scripture. Philip started where he was with the scripture. Why is that important? Well, because I'm going to tell you, folks, it is the, the opinion of this misfit priest, minister, teacher, that a lot of people within the church today 
have got ministry mixed up. In my opinion, the church today is trying to impact the world in two ways, primarily. One is by entertaining them, by trying to do things that are way out there. I mean, whether it's flying drummers, as we saw in, in one church recently, or major huge productions are lights and flash and just a major production. And I'm not, you know, I, I'm not saying it's wrong to do that. You know, I mean, that that's not up for me. Um, but I think that sometimes we spend so much effort trying to entertain, put on a production that we choose the focus of what real ministry is. The second way I think people are trying to reach people in ministry other than entertain them is by yelling at them, by challenging them, by fire and brimstoning them. And maybe you're a person that you grow up in a fire and brimstone situation, and maybe you're a person that wants your feet stepped on. And if that's the case, then that's, that's all right. But chances are you're already a Christian. Because in my experience, both non, most non-Christians don't respond to that. Those that are evangelical will recognize, obviously, the name of Billy Graham. And a lot of people will have very mixed feelings about Billy Graham. Some people love him. Some people think that he was a wonderful uh, pastor or well, evangelist and uh, minister and, and all that kind of stuff. And then there are some people that think that um, there were some issues with Billy Graham. And so, you know, I don't know where you are, um, but one of the things that even in Billy Graham, when he spoke to these great multitudes of people he 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 didn't yell at them in a way that was most often accusatory billy graham talked more about jesus and what jesus offered them and his theology and 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 what he believed and so people often responded but let's bring it back to the church today and what we have and what we should be doing. Again, I think a lot of times today we're more worried about whether people will be entertained so that they attend, their numbers go up, dollars go up, or are we determined to yell, scream, attack people in the name of Jesus? But in the, again, the opinion of this misfit teacher, I think the proper way to do ministry is by starting where they are. Again, in this scripture, when Philip approached this eunuch, the eunuch was reading Isaiah. He was already questioning. He was already trying to figure this out. He was already seeking God in some capacity. And so what did Philip do? He didn't go in and start yelling at him. He didn't go in and immediately jump to the truth of Jesus. What Philip did 
was begin where he was and made a loving connection with him and made what he was reading relevant to where he was going to go in his message. That's not easy work, folks. Because to minister to people and to reach people with the loving grace and message of Jesus requires us to care about people enough to figure out where they are. What's going on in their life? What's their experience? What things have they suffered? What's their relationship with the church now? What were they taught? What do they currently believe? And when we take time to do that, out of love, empowered by love, and dare I say, backed by Christ, then I think people will be impacted mightily. Just like, spoiler alert, part two of this message, the eunuch. Okay, that's the opinion of this old misfit teacher. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate you spending your time with me here on this Bible Talks. And I hope that you have enjoyed as we have been traveling through the book of Acts. Again, uh, we may or may not be there. I probably will be there at least next week to finish part two of the eunuch. But I may take just a little bit of a, a, a shift as we approach the holiday just to get a little bit of of Christmas in there. So uh, I'm not really sure. I'm just waiting to see where my studies go and where I feel my heart to go with this podcast. So until next time, heal your hurts, move your mountains. May God truly bless you. Well, there you go, my friend, this episode of Coffee with Keith. Thank you, thank you, thank you from the bottom of my heart for listening. Now, please stick around. One more announcement I want to give you. God bless you. See you next time.